all language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join us. How are you feeling? Your latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a medical droid to help and heal human beings. Can you imagine what it's like to be an ace pilot? This is your chance to make that dream come true. Woo! Alright, hello everybody, welcome to Star Wars From the Back to Tank This is the Star Wars Resistance edition of our broadcast That's right, this is the edition where we break down and discuss every single episode of Disney's Star Wars cartoon extravaganza Hooray! Yes, hello David, how are you today? How's it going? I know you are in the studio today solely to help me not be so negative Yes uh, you have some positives I have some to positives. share about this week's episode. Uh, the synopsis. When out on a routine training exercise, a distress signal sends Kaz and Poe to a damaged ship with strange life forms on board. Uh, this episode is written by Brandon Auman and directed by Sergio Pies. So, all right. Seventh episode in, and we finally got an episode where we see Kaz in a ship flying, and it looked like everything was going to be A-OK. Huzzah. Poe Dameron has returned. He's taken Kaz on some training missions where they can talk. But after that brief setup, David, we never received anything that came from that setup. The logic behind the writing this week was so seriously flawed and i'm a bit predictable uh, it was predictable i'm predictable you're predictable <laughs> oh you mean the episode yes yeah i i agree and i am a bit miffed and a little concerned about this show at this point i thought that after last week's episode we finally got over that hump and it looked like Things were going to be good, but then we took six major steps back, and maybe it has to do with the writer, Brandon Allman. He's the same writer that wrote the pilot. the pilot. And as you know, Dave, we belittled the writing. <laughs> the writing. I don't want to say belittled because that sounds unjustified. We dissected the pilot, and it was just so poorly executed filled with just contrived moments. Thank you. That's the proper term is contrived. And this is this episode was more of the same. And I, I feel miffed because, and maybe even a little entitled, because I really, really like Poe Dameron. And so far, we've gotten him twice in the series. And each time, Brandon's writing for him, for his character. And every time, he does not give the character its due. And I'm, I'm baffled and confused as to why this show can't get over the hump. The writer created a contrived reason to get Kaz in the air, right? As yes. we had said. Yeah. And on that ship, they even drew attention to it. Why is Poe meeting up with Kaz out here when he could just send a transmission is what Kaz said. Yeah. Poe says people could be listening. Okay. That makes sense. But Dave. The episode's over, and I'm still waiting to hear what Kaz and Poe needed to talk about, because we never actually heard 
any of their discussion. Exactly. Yes. The writers clumsily forced a situation to get them into space, called themselves out, and still never used the contrived setup for anything. I think I think the use of Poe in this was to actually kind of show or kind of help the growth of Kazuda. Because at this point, just like what you said, we haven't seen Kazuda behind the behind the of a ship. We haven't seen that. And that's what the series was all based on was getting a chance to see this pilot grow as a hotshot pilot. Yes. So to me, that was the reason why Poe Dameron was supposedly brought into this episode was to actually make Kazuda grow as a pilot. Dave, I agree. I agree. That is the reason why he was brought in. Is Okay, I can get behind the fact that we needed to find a reason to get Poe there. Obviously, they don't, they're not trying to be delicate. It's very heavy-handed. But the contrived reason, that's my issue, is the contrived yeah. reason. If you're going to create a contrived reason to get them together, then simply say, hey, I want to meet with you for some training. Yeah. Let's get your ass in that seat and get some time clocked in behind the wheel of that of that X-Wing. Let's let's start teaching you. And then they stumble upon this pirate ship, a clown house, you know, of just buffoonery. But the even the contrived method they used to get Dameron and Kaz together didn't even work because it felt completely thoughtless. You have Brandon try to write this scene as I said at the beginning of the show. Hey, why don't we just talk through a transmission? Oh, people are listening, and and I don't really want people to hear what we have to say. Okay, tell him something. Clue the audience in then on what that is. Um, hey, we need you to keep working your ass off here on the platform. General Leia is really happy with with the data and the information coming from you. Um, we have word that possibly you know the first order is going to be making a move. Why, Dameron? Why, Why couldn't you just talk through a general transmission? Why was it so important? Because you said that, and the writers clumsily made a contrived scene to get them together, then give us that. Give us three seconds to justify your contrived writing. Instead, we never even were privy to what Poe needed to discuss with Kaz. And, and that I cannot argue with you because, like, that it just falls shows on the writer. It shows the bad planning, the strategy behind the writing, the strategy behind fleshing out the story. It shows very questionable tactics as a writer, because, again, this is a cartoon. This, the studio isn't hoping to get these nominated for any Emmys. This isn't high art. This is low art. But at the same time, even when you're delving into low art, you can still learn to make logical decisions, whether it's heavy handed or not. And a lot of these decisions aren't even logical. Yeah, they forget their own setups, like the lazy setup of of getting Kaz and Poe together in space. They forgot their the very lazy reason they created. They forgot about. They it. forgot about. It. And that unfortunately, with this episode, as I said, it was very difficult to pull things that are positive because every time I would find something positive about it. It's almost like what you would say. It's wasted. It's it's a wasted concept. It's basically, we got them out in space. Fantastic. And it leads to nothing. Yeah. And that's the disappointment that I feel after watching this episode. 
Because, Dave, I really, I'm not trying to be a toxic troll here. I really want to like this show. I badly want to enjoy this show. Yes. And I was hoping after last week, we resolved all those issues. I'm not saying we were suddenly going to have a a non-lighthearted show. I'm saying we were finally going to skip past the bizarre, strange antics of Kaz, and we're continuing the training. And he's learning to be an adult and not so naive. I thought yes. that's what we were going to do. Yeah. And we never, ever got that moment between, in my opinion, between Poe and Kaz. In fact, instead of learning from Poe like Kaz should have, Poe learned from Kaz to be an idiot <laughs> and make poor decisions. We never heard them talk, as I said, the very yes. reason Poe Dameron showed up. But instead, we got this bizarre sequence of silliness where Poe and Kaz were chased by a super Kowakian monkey lizard. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Kowakian. Uh, that for some reason could never be shot because Poe Dameron apparently when it fire. went to the same academy as all those stormtroopers that can't aim. Yeah. And that whole sequence, too, that started off really for me really well because they get into the pirate ship and it has like this really almost ominous tone, especially when they start seeing the pirates getting killed by this thing. It felt very Ridley Scott or James Cameron. Cameron It felt like they were aliens. Yes. It felt like aliens. I love the hallway shots. I love the shots were fantastic. I love the way the, the monkey lizards were animated. It it looked awesome. Yes. Was top notch. But it's the execution. Once again, David, you're exactly right. It's the execution. It's the execution because, like, the concept behind it was fantastic. It got me interested to see what was going to happen. And I'm sorry when it when it came down to the whole. Oh, it's a gigantic. It's a. I think on uh, Twitter they re- they referred to him as swollenacious crumb. It's because it's it's salacious crumb, yeah. Essentially, so the, right. it's a giant, gigantic version of him. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was like, going, man, they could have actually taken that so many different ways. That would have been so much better. But this way, and, and this is seemed more comedic and more kid like. Yeah, and and get and listen, I understand we're dealing with a cartoon, and it hurts my soul to say these things. Truly, it does. I mean, I love Star Wars. I love the Republic and I love democracy, <laughs> but there's something dark inside of me that doesn't allow me to just sit back and enjoy this because when it comes down to it, Dave, it's all about writing for me always. And it doesn't need to be serious. It can be kiddie and, and you know, kid friendly and fun and fancy free and loose, but you still got to know the basics of writing. And that's my continued issue with this with this series i mean and i don't mind seriously i don't mind hijinks look at the first season of the clone wars hijinks but also solid writing and character development this show has to stop with the contrived silliness my 10 year old won't even watch this david yeah and 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 i asked him why because i don't share my opinions on things about tv shows and movies with my son because i want him to form his own opinions I want him to like things because I want him to create his own self-identity. I don't want him liking things because dad likes it. Dad likes Star Wars, so I'm going to like Star Wars. I just sat him down, told him, hey, I told him, hey, you liked Rebels, right? You like Clone Wars? He'll, yeah, yeah. And he loves Star Wars. I'm like, hey, hey, there's a new one. He couldn't even finish the pilot. He said that it's stupid. Yeah. 
and a that, 10 year old he's their audience, demo yeah the demo that you're actually trying to write for does not like what you're writing <laughs> yeah that 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 should be a clue to you that basically i understand that basically he wrote this this writer wrote for Nickelodeon so he should know the demographic and how to write for that demographic. I, I don't even want to blame Nickelodeon anymore because Avatar the Last Airbender I believe was also on Nickelodeon. It was fantastic. An amazing cartoon amazing. which I didn't even know until 4 years ago. I didn't even realize that that series was led by Dave Filoni. Yes. Didn't even know. But then in retrospect, when I went back, I'm like, holy fuck, no wonder this cartoon was enjoyable because I'm not a big cartoon buff. Although, because I have a child, I watch cartoons. So when my son was small, we watched The Last Airbender and I actually enjoyed watching it with him. Because the, the story is written by a writer who knows how to tell a very cohesive. Yeah. And it's not about being the thing I want. I want to press to the audience is like, it's not about being mature with your content. No, it's about writing for writing's sake. It's about be the, a good the, storyteller. Yes, Dave. It's about knowing the basics of writing. And these are these are basic writing. I don't understand how this dude even got a job and why Filoni continues to hand him the reins and say, hey, write an episode. I mean, I've watched plenty of cartoons aimed at younger demos and they still have solid arcs and character development. Granted, they might be superficial, but there's still attention being put on story. Yeah. This episode was like walking through a funhouse, stumbling through dark, tight spots that end up equating to stooge antics. Stooge antics. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the thing is like, but also on top of that, there were some solid concepts in this episode. All right, Dave, t- share them with me, please, because I, I don't I well, don't know. First, con- first solid concept was getting Poe and Kasuda together. That is a solid concept because Kazuda needs that mentor. By episode seven, we all were thinking maybe it's Jaeger. Maybe Jaeger's going to teach him. Well, maybe not because Jaeger's not teaching him anything because Kazuda's not listening to him. Jaeger has a phobia of stupidity, so he just wants to stay away from (laughs) him. He wants to stay away from him. Because apparently Jaeger's the only person that has any amount of intelligence. Yeah, and so that, that falls on the fact that basically this episode, I was really... Really excited to actually see Poe because, hey, since the get-go, since the pilot, Kazuda has been harping that he does not want to be a mechanic. He doesn't want to be a spy. He wants to be a pilot. Okay, you're going to learn from what the quote-unquote the best in the galaxy, Poe Dameron. And that was a very solid concept. Here, how can you screw that up? Well, well we found out. Yes. And I would agree with you, as I said, that it is a solid concept, although contrived, it works, but there was no follow through. They used it as a concept and never really went anywhere with said concept. There wasn't even any real training. I know you mentioned off the air that a part that you really enjoyed was the pairing of Poe and and Kaz and showing how he's learning from him, how to be a better pilot. There was literally one sequence where, where he, he learns he, where, uh, that I told you about, which is like where Poe teaches him the maneuver that he did in Last Jedi, mm-hmm. but he tries to teach it to Kazuda. And Kazuda, you know, keeps trying at it, trying at it, trying at it until finally he does. Well, after three times. After right. three times. Yeah. But th- that's the thing is like seeing him actually succeed, actually, I felt like, okay, fantastic, Kazuda. You now have. 
basically a better piloting ability knowing how to pull off that maneuver now mm-hmm. so that's a that for me that was a positive that hey he's not a total imbecile because if he was a total imbecile he'll never get it yeah he would never get it yeah it's just a character assassination for me kaz hasn't been given a chance because they keep making him shoot himself in the foot yeah and even though there were some redeeming him- moments i guess as you bring up about him learning from poe i i feel like none of that really matters because because they're once gonna just again put him he, into the where he's back at a, as a mechanic well okay so he learns to be a better pilot but then once again his naivete gets in the way of any real work that could be considered good for the resistance because he essentially brings one of the pirates on yes. board the Colossus, the very pirates that are working with the First Order to circumvent the authority of Doza. Now, 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 in, in defense, we as the audience know that she's part of the pirates. We as the audience know. Okay. As characters, Kazuda and Poe have no idea who this person is. You, you're exactly right, David. They have no idea. That's why you don't take a risk when you're fighting a fucking secret war by trusting some rando person that you know nothing about and bringing him to the very platform that you're trying to protect. <laughs> yes. Well, and then and the stupidity forget. of all of this is they included Poe Dameron in this obvious stupid decision. Now they're working to character assassinate Poe Dameron. Po Dameron. Okay. No, let me backtrack just a moment so dumb it's it's so dumb that the smartest man in the show yeager just shakes his head in the background thereby echoing the sentiments of all able-minded persons watching a show with a half a brain we are yeager we're like dude really that that's why really? that's what i said it's like i don't know if they don't want to make yeager the mentor anymore it's now poe well well poe has showed one bad decision Makings. He has showed bad decision-making skills, A, for bringing Kaz on, B, for bringing the pirate on board the platform without any due process. Yes, this is a cartoon. I, I don't want people saying, Michael, this is a cartoon. You're asking just too much. This is a cartoon that's Star Wars fucking canon. Yes. This is a cartoon that is considered Star Wars canon. And because of Star Wars canon, there needs to be a consistency in intelligence. Yeah. And- Our Characters in Star Wars are not cartoon minded. Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and the characters that we see in the mainstream movies do not make knuckleheaded decisions that fit a cartoon. And maybe that's the catch 22 for for having everything connected in terms of continuity. Cartoons are, are just like movies when it comes to story progression of the overall picture of Star Wars. But because of that, you have to be careful to the attention you put on our individuals and the stories and how if you veer too much into three stooges territory or the, the um, what there's an actual name for that type of um, slapstick slapstick humor, then suddenly you disrupting, disrupting, not just your own story, your current TV show, but you're also disrupting the overall continuity of star Wars by including stooges or slapstick type behavior into characters into what for the most part is otherwise a a realistic world outside of the fantastical. Now this was this was a point that I wanted to bring up to you during the show about Poe, because I see a lot of it, a lot of negativity about how they portray Poe. But 
when I thought about it, I stopped and I thought about it. Maybe we're not seeing Poe as he's supposed to be looked at. Because if you think about it, all right, we've been saying that we've been criticizing that Poe brings on Kazuda without any without any thought. Hey, how how, hey, how about you? Come on on, join the resistance. No training whatsoever. Okay, whatever you think, Poe. However, then we actually look at the movies. Look at how he's portrayed in the movies. Mm -hmm. Finn. He the first time he meets Finn, he brings on Finn like he knew Finn since childhood. Yes, but there's a (laughs) there's a mature reasoning behind that. Poe was kind of in a position to not. He he was put in a position to where he couldn't afford not to trust Finn. Finn. It meant trusting Finn or dying at the hands of Kylo Kylo Ren and eventually sharing any information he knows that's trapped in his mind. So he knew that he had to get off the ship and JJ Abrams being the excellent storyteller that he is managed to tuck Poe completely away and yes. out of the story until the end when they needed him to appear again, thereby never really trusting Finn and never really voluntarily including him into the grand yeah. scheme or story of the resistance and the search for Skywalker. So that's why it worked, because although contrived, that's a good example of a situation that could be considered contrived that does at least form a complete thought whereas these situations that we get in resistance they fizzle and they're simply contrived and they don't really amount to anything other than furthering the stupidity of one of our leads even poe at this point poe should just be killed by leia (laughs) <laughs> the, the very fucking platform dave that poe sent kaz to spy and protect is being destroyed from the inside because of his stupidity yeah and, and, and but and, but the thing is is like then okay then you take it into the last jedi how is he portrayed there he's portrayed as hot-headed okay a hothead and That's still not dumb you're still not dumb you're still not a dumb person making dumb decisions. But making you gotta say, at the very beginning of Last Jedi, he made a stupid decision because a ton of people died. But he also destroyed a dreadnought. <laughs> I'm talking about childish behavior that's naive. That, that, yeah, and that's the difference. That's why I was like hoping. I have no problem with see... with the development they they're trying to create in the Last Jedi, trying to show a pilot that has a lot of growing to do. And a lot of maturity and that he, if he's going to be considered a viable leader down the road, he's got to make decisions that's not just about pulling a trigger and shooting. He needs to learn a certain style of diplomacy. I like that part of Last Jedi, pairing him up with with Princess Leia and showing how she's his tutor of sorts to teach. So there's logic behind that development in The Last Jedi. Even though people didn't like it and they felt like they were dumbing down Poe Dameron, which they were, it was purposely done, though. There was a reason for it. They were pairing him up with Leia. It was ex- executed. It was executed nicely. Well, but like yeah. here, here, it just nothing not, not there. They're not. It's like incomplete thoughts. You know, when you are scribbling down ideas for a story or oh, yeah, uh, yeah. or you're taking notes on, on whatever. To figure out notes on this episode. On this episode. <laughs> you're writing things down and they're usually incomplete 
sentences. They, yeah. It sometimes even can be considered slightly incoherent because you're simply jotting notes down. That's what this feels like. Yes. The writing for this episode feels like incomplete thoughts. And when you're trying to, like what I am right now is trying to actually think of positives and yeah, so those, so they're positives, but they're not full positives because like, just like what we say, they fail at most. And so the, a positive cannot fail. Right. <laughs> so the pirate woman is a part of the group working for the first order. Uh, will Sonara's edge eventually soften and will she end up helping Kaz possibly join the resistance instead of hurting him? There are some questions they pose, and I do appreciate that. Will she become a show regular or stick to the life of a criminal? Yes. Uh, we've seen this type of setup before. It, it did feel a bit like Sonara would have might possibly end up liking Kaz. There seems to be a softness to her, at least how they introduced her. Yeah, but the hope is, is that, that basically they don't make it contrived. Well, these don't make it contrived. Right. Exactly, Dave. That's the, the biggest plead of this entire show. Please, yeah. please. I'm begging you. Just focus and, and think a little bit on your story. If they use Sonara as a way, let's say Kaz is able to recruit her to the resistance, then ultimately this setup would be a win. It's not going to fix the writing blunders and the issues, but at least the, the progression of the story was there. Um, that is also a positive this week. And even though I, I can't completely agree with the steps that got us to this point, at least the story, the overall story did progress. And ultimately, that's a positive, right? That That is a positive. It, but because the overall story did progress. We got more of the pirates and now the pirates have an inside person on that platform, they've been trying to break on board for quite some time now, and uh, this is a big, a big moment for that aspect of the story and to see how it all pans out. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that was that was going to be the third positive that I basically throughout there was at least we got progression in the story, but for the episode, it's not much of a positive because we're left with like this. You're okay, right. Tune in next time. It's a placeholder. It's and a placeholder. you can have placeholders, but you also have to have to have a complete arc. And once again, this this episode just felt like they cut it off. Like, all right, we're done. Well, wait a second. We never found out what Poe needed to talk to Kaz about. Ah, it's a wrap. People, that, that's, people don't. It's a MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, Dave, it is a MacGuffin. You're absolutely right. And it's the worst way you can ever use a, use MacGuffin. a MacGuffin. And a MacGuffin is a cheat. A cheat supposed to help writers push the plot forward without necessarily having to spend time on said MacGuffin. Whereas they could even use a fucking MacGuffin the right way. And it's an actual literary writing cheat that works for countless other iterations of, of books and movies. But the fucking Brandon Arun, the, who, this fucking writer for resistance could even get that right. Fuck him. <laughs> I hope he gets eaten by Kawaki and monkey lizard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your final thoughts, Dave, I, I, I'm getting too toxic and I don't I don't want to be like this. No, no, no. Uh, but it's understandable because we're being really critical on this episode because only honesty, because it's Star Wars. If this was any other cartoon, Dave, I wouldn't be this critical. But this is canon. Yeah. This is Star Wars. In, in, in all honesty, 
this is probably the worst episode of the season, in my opinion, because of like all the writing errors you could possibly do. Dude, I didn't even cover all the writing issues because this would be an hour discussion that would just be completely and utterly toxic. Loophole after loophole, elementary writing 101, it was just killed in this episode and that's why for me my final thoughts is this was the worst episode oh, of the geez. season you're supposed to be the positive one dave i tried well remember well, my final I said, thoughts are... i tried to be positive but in all honesty i have to be honest in all honesty i have to be honest i have to be honest thanks dave for that i one. have to be honest you know <laughs> if i were to actually look at the past seven honesty. episodes <laughs> if i were to look at the last seven episodes i at least enjoyed the last six ones more than this one. Yeah. Because like nothing irritated me more than basically. I'm just burnt out on Kaz, dude. I'm just I'm like, dude, you suck. And not only do you suck now, we're going to work on character assassinating Poe now. Well, you know, what's interesting about the K- Kazuda thing that I, I actually thought about when I was coming here, mm-hmm. at least with the last, two main heroes of star Wars animation. We've gotten to low and we've gotten to know and actually like them by this time. Yeah. Ezra and Ahsoka, we basically got behind them by the, by, by this point. But, but Kazuna's different because it's like, they're telling us by the end of this story, you will like Kazuna. Okay. Let me use your contrasting subjects and let me further the contrast. Okay. Okay. You are 100% correct about your, with your um your assessment of Ezra and Ahsoka. But the biggest difference is whether or not we liked him didn't matter. The writing for their character made sense. Logical decisions were being made. A well thought out story was being planned or mapped out. With Kaz, he's a leaf on the wind. Yes. He has no drive. He still has no true motivation as a character. He is the worst Star Wars lead we have ever had. He might even be the worst Star Wars character. He's very poorly executed in almost every single episode. He's done nothing of relevance. I almost, Dave, at this point, I don't, unless they fix this series, I almost don't want anybody else to show up. I don't want Princess Leia to show up. I don't want big names to show up that they can shit on. Well, no, because like the whole point, the reason why. Do you see what I'm saying, though, absolutely. Dave? Like, do you really want one of our favorites to show up and then they shit on them yes. and they make them look stupid? Yeah, because like at the end of the day is if you're main, if. The one thing we've been saying about this whole series so far is the characters around Kazuda are more appealing than Kazuda, which the pedophile is, is more interesting. Yeah. Again, we're all assuming of them the are pe- so are more interesting than Kazuda, which is a hindrance to Kazuda. Yeah. Because by the end of it, you're going to be like going, well, they'll just throw in just like what you said, Princess Leia at the last in one episode to deal with Kazuda. And it's just going to ruin that other character. I hope it doesn't. I hope they don't throw in anything, any, anything super important that they then just piss all over. And we're just like, wow, 
All right, so you did it to Poe Dameron, and now you're doing it to them. Great. <laughs> you're doing it to them. All right, let's wrap this discussion, and I'm hoping next week's episode will be better. at least marginally better so I won't be so negative. I, I I can't be like this during our Star Wars shows. I don't like it. Oh, I, I don't I like it. It, it. If it frustrates me, it probably frustrates the listener. Like, oh, dude, you suck. Why are you being so negative? Well, don't bitch at me. I'm doing my job as a and an honest critic. As an honest critic, I'm doing my job by analyzing the episodes. And when I analyze, these are the conclusions I draw. It's very simple. So if you want to get mad at anybody, get mad at the writers of Star Wars Resistance for somehow forgetting to write a story. I, I don't understand how these people have jobs at this point. Yeah. I And I'm disappointed that Filoni would leave his his baby as we heard throughout the the months leading up to the premiere. I'm a little disappointed that he would leave it in the hands of people who are not doing it just. Yeah. Because the concept that Filoni first gave us sounded amazing. And I'm, I'm saying it now, Dave, um, if this show doesn't change and with clone wars returning to the airwaves and the Mandalorian and now the rogue one, Spinoff TV series is going to be premiering soon. There won't even be a reason to continue watching this show for a lot of fans for if they don't change it and make it more interesting. And they just have not managed to do that. Nope, not yet. So, all right, Dave, that concludes this discussion. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, David. Thank you. May the force be with us. Hello, this is Stormtrooper One. And if you've missed any portion of the show, you can always head over to FromTheBackToTank.com and uh, listen to the show at your leisure. Uh, we're also on Stitcher, Smart Radio, Stitcher.com, search BACTA, and that is to your favorites. Thank you. And uh, listen responsibly. And may the Force be with you. And long live. Thank you for listening to From the Back to Tank. From the Back to Tank is executive produced by Michael Flores and Dustin Lucas. Hosted by Michael Flores, David Zabal. You can find out more about our show by going to www.fromthebacktotank.com. You can also find us on Twitter at FromBackToTank, as well as Facebook, facebook.com slash FromTheBackToTank. Thank you.